balanced dude. Thank you for joining us. We couldn't do this without you, so I pray you continue to support our endeavors while we take this journey together during these very troubled times. Now, being a minister, I hear a lot of stories. And since we're in the midst of a mental health crisis, it's imperative for us to share and learn from the experiences of others. So in this segment of the Minister of Balance, your host and producer, Rodney Hope, will share the story of a greedy scoundrel whose con man tactics destroyed the future legacy of a man that just wanted to give his people a hand up and a happy smile. Here's the setup. The characters in the story... Willie Bo Jingles, a successful agent in the entertainment business whom decides to branch off into the world of self-employment. And Billy Kahn, the billionaire narcissist with an insatiable thirst for more money and more praise at all cost. Now, to make a long story short, Willie meets a potential business partner at an award show. One of his clients introduced him to a billionaire businessman named Billy Kahn, who was always looking for ways to increase his wealth and stature. One of Willie's clients introduces them because he figured based upon their common interests and sense of humor, they would like each other. And besides, Willie been contemplating the idea of getting into the cookie business. The reason? Whenever Willie hosted parties and served cookies that he made from scratch, he always got rave reviews. Furthermore, Willie had a close relationship with the Hollywood clients he represents. Over the 20 years of working side-by-side side as an entertainment agent, he took pride in building a culture of family and independent growth. He knows none of his clients would ever introduce him to an immoral businessman that would put his money in peril. So upon being introduced, he was more trusting than normal. So while they're both conversing, Eating hors d'oeuvres and drinking cocktails, Willie says, hey, this is this is really tasty. I mean, now all we need is some dessert to top things off. And Billy says, well, they have plenty here. What are you in the mood for? Willie says, some chocolate chip cookies. Billy, shocked at the reply, laughs and says, <laughs> that was my favorite as a kid. Uh, I have a lot of fond memories of my mother. She used to make these from scratch, fresh off the press. They would melt in your mouth and not in your hands. They both laugh together. Then Willie directs conversation toward uh, his business proposition. So to make a long story short, Willie makes his pitch and Billy provides him with some seed money. Willie presented a business proposal that was so good, Billy just couldn't resist. All Willie did basically was share his dream. He articulated his vision of having more influence and employing more people of color and both of them making more money, a win-win situation. And it turned out this was a match made in heaven. I mean, business was booming. I mean, Willie was now becoming a legend. He broke the color barrier in the talent industry, and now he can add launching a cookie empire to his resume, one that helped change American culture. I mean, Willie Bo Jingles was sitting on top of the world, and success came rather quickly. I mean, Willie Bo Jingles Cookie Company sold 800,000 worth of cookies in his first year and was making 15 million in revenues four years later. The concept of gluten-free cookies was quite uncommon in the 80s. Willie Bo envisioned a more upscale international market as well. The malls, clothing stores, appearing on celebrity shows. And Willie Bo's Hollywood connections really came in handy with the marketing of his product. Billy was also basking in, in the success as well, getting a little jealous of the attention Willie was getting. 
Now, with more success and attention comes more copycats, you know, more jealousy, and more competition. Henceforth, the rise of brands like Mrs. Jackson's Original Cookies, Duncan Behinds, and Nabiscoco began biting into Willie Bo's market share. And Billy seen this as an opportunity to take over sole control of the company. He espoused the idea with other board members, and the more profits began to decrease, the more inclined the members were to act on Billy's wishes. From all the years of working with Willie, Billy knew Willie's strong and weak points, and he figured now is the time to exploit them for a complete company takeover. He likes Willie as a brand. He thinks his symbolism and Hollywood connections help give him cover and legitimacy in the black community, a market share he can capitalize on in other areas of his empire. That's the extent of the value Billy sees in Willie. Now, Willie, his staff, and his board members couldn't agree on the restructured business model. Willie wanted to keep up quality, and Billy and the others wanted cheaper ingredients to circumvent the profit losses. In addition, Billy wanted a revised marketing plan and a new CEO immediately. In other words, Billy wants more leverage. Now within two years, Willie Bo Jingles reported a $700,000 loss on sales of 10 million. He ends up losing his CEO title and his equity in the company. He sold all his stake to Billy Kahn for 100,000. Included in that deal, unbeknownst to Willie, was the rights to his name and image. At that time, Willie didn't have a full understanding of the magnitude of the contract and couldn't afford to pay a lawyer. He was basically hoodwinked bamboozled, and as a result, lost his home, several other properties. He was now relegated to a studio apartment and in desperate need of consistent money. He figured he would use the little that he had left to start another cookie company. So Willie, in his quest to repeat his past success, ran into problems securing investors. Since he didn't own his, his image and name, nobody was really interested in investing in him. He even went on this show called Fish Tank with a bunch of greedy entrepreneurs who most of the time invest in mostly white entrepreneurs. Minorities rarely get good deals, and when they do, I don't think the word deal is appropriate terminology. It's more like the phrase, squeezing the blood out of a turnip. And poor Willie was so disrespected on several instances during his presentation, he didn't even get a chance to be a turnip. And Willie's anger, it started to escalate as a group of greedy entrepreneurs showed no interest in his equity offer. He felt as though this was his last opportunity to try and turn his life around. I mean, he was 90 years old, living in a studio apartment, you know, getting SNAP benefits, uh, medical bills were mounting. And in addition, he was becoming rather isolated. Willie thought if he was a white man based upon his legendary status, he would have gotten a deal on Fish Tank. And had it not been for the bad business deal with Billy, he would have never had all the financial problems he was now facing in his later years. In Willie's current situation, anything he does business-wise with his name and image, Billy Kahn, the billionaire narcissist, gets majority of the proceeds. And Willie, hip to the con, is livid. Tired of all the years of fraud schemes and racism, that he's faced over the years, he's sick and tired of the uphill battle he and his ancestors have faced in building the wealth of America and never receiving his proper respects or equity. So Willie decides to, uh, 
to set up a meeting with Billy Kahn to discuss what it would take to restructure that name and image clause in his uh, old contract. Uh, the one Willie signed out of pure desperation and confusion. Now, his impulsivities inspired him to make a rash decision, one that resulted in disaster that he never, never could bounce back from. And the implications have lasted for over 20 years. Now, Willie wants to see if he can work something out with Billy in a nice and respectful way. So he sets up a meeting on Billy's turf. They meet up at a bar in the same hotel as Willie's room. And they have some good conversation. They talk about old times and the common subject that first brought them together in business, their love of chocolate chip cookies. So Willie invites Billy up to his room to taste test his new product, the double chocolate chip cookies. So Billy takes him up on his offer. They walk up to the patio area of Billy's hotel room and Willie inquires, would you like a drink to wash them cookies down? Billy shook his head, said, no thanks. I, I really want to savor the flavor. Willie then says, hey Billy, you know, I'm excited about this new uh, uh, venture. You know, my cookies are getting rave reviews. Uh, well, I'm not surprised. They taste very good. I'm willing to cut you in too, you know, uh, provided we restructure the rights to my name and image. I mean, we need more fair and equitable way to move forward from this, you know, this disingenuous uh, contract that I signed previously. And Billy's like, well, Willie, you know, uh, friendship aside, uh, business is business, and, and we have to honor our prior commitments. I mean, if we didn't adhere to the law-abiding contracts, what kind of country would this be? Just another third-world banana republic? Yeah, but you already made plenty of money off my name before I even signed that garbage. I introduced you all my celebrity friends, and, and you made money off uh, investments and projects that uh, would have never been available if it wasn't for me. Oh, give me a break. Look, y'all make the laws to align with the white agenda, then break them at your own convenience with no accountability. You ain't nothing but a privileged hypocrite and a greedy one at that. But it's like, hey, boy, you need to stay in your place. You're getting way above your pay grade. Will it then smacks him? nobody's boy and Billy looked in disbelief and it took him a minute to process what just happened I mean so while he was processing Willie punched him in the gut Billy folded over then Willie grabbed him by the waist with his arthritic hands and held Billy so tight he felt as if he was being held by vice grips Willie then flipped him over lifted him up and, and hung him over the edge of the hotel patio Billy's keys and some coins fell to the ground which was like nine floors below then Willie's friend who was in a vertically adjacent hotel room poked his head out out of the window and had a pen in the contract for Billy to sign then Willie yelled sign it or your face will be etched in the concrete at the same time he said that a bunch of homeless people started to gather around Billy scared for his life and still in shock took the pen and signed it then Willie lost his grip and Billy got dropped to the ground like a bad habit. It was a rather detestable scene too. Billy was sprawled out, his brain spread out all over the cement and a homeless guy walked up to him, obviously drunk and disoriented and says, hey, you dropped your change. And Willie yelled down, you damn right I did. Then Willie's cohort in the adjacent room ran upstairs to Willie's room, handed him a contract and said, what the hell was you thinking, man? I didn't sign up for this. You could get life. And I'm an accessory. Willie said, I don't care. Shit, I'm 90 years old. They only give me two, three years tops. Now, Willie, 90 years old with back problems, high blood pressure, gout, corned up feet, knee problems, arthritis. But poor Willie, he was so besieged with anger and disdain from Billy's betrayal 
all that built up outrage I overrode the, the ailments I mean although he says it wasn't on purpose he didn't feel any regret or sympathy when Billy fell to his death and Willie's defense claimed that he was not guilty it was an accident he only meant to scare Billy and besides he was considered uh, mentally unfit to serve a term in prison based upon his lack of mental acuity in other words his dementia now when questioned by the authorities Willie said the only thing he remembers is hearing the spirit of his dead ancestors saying go on Willie it's way past time get one in for me too and Willie was declared by the jury as being mentally unfit and spent the rest of his years in the mental health ward before he died exactly two years later now here's my two cents the story reminds me of the scripture Proverbs 10 12 Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. Amen. Now, Billy would have showed some type of remorse. You never know. Maybe he he could have made more money off Billy's next venture, you know, and at the same time, quell Billy's anger. But he didn't want to face the fact that that was a bad contract that he gave Willie when he knew Willie was desperate. And instead... He was greedy and just tried to make more money as a result of that. Now Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26 and 27. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Amen. See the devil's always lurking. When situations show a lot of promise, he's always there to try and, and bring an evil element to the environment. Try to never let your guard down. Always be cognizant when things are going good. That's when you're the most vulnerable. And all of it is easier said than done. Nobody's perfect, though. I mean, that's why we have to pray daily. Wear that breastplate of righteousness to protect us from them evil spirits. Matthew 5, 17 is another scripture. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Amen. Now see... Uh, Billy Kahn, because he was a, a, a billionaire and uh, he was referred to him uh, through someone he did business with in the past, he thought he was a good guy and let his guard down. But uh, he was just a Billy was just a wolf in sheep's clothing. And usually their end will correspond to their deeds. Some people, you know, they get what they deserve either in this realm or the next realm. I'll leave all judgment to God. He says, uh, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So that concludes today's show. Thank you for supporting Balance Due. We are a veteran-owned, tax-exempt, nonprofit organization. All proceeds from donations go toward further our message of inspiration, positivity, and spiritual guidance, all geared towards strengthening the community. We need your continued support, whether it's listening to our podcast, reviewing it, sharing it, volunteering, or donating. And for more info on upcoming events, please visit us at balancedue.org. Or uh, listen to our podcast. Uh, and uh, watch for new content. Um, and remember, we don't bend, we don't break, we keep together for heaven's sake. Let's take this journey together, folks. Remember, God blesses those who bless others. Listen to the advice and accept discipline, and at the end, you will be counted among the wise. Hope to see you soon. Peace.